Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how goes? Hey, Henry. I'm. It's going all good. I'm happy to be here talking some staying in the Halloween spirit. Excellent. I'm also joined by... Christian Diadamo. Christian, how are you doing? Hey, Henry. I'm doing well. Um, I'm also uh, very afraid that some of the movies you're going to have to talk about. <laughs> yes, indeed. As both of you have alluded to, we're going to talk some horror today. Horror movies. Today is November 3rd, 2022. And Halloween has just passed. So horror movie season is pretty fresh in our brains, and we're going to get into it. The Comic Sauce Podcast can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Comic Sauce Pod. Okay, so where did this all come from? You know, uh, we had an episode way back when, Perfirio and I, where we did a little exchange with horror movies around this time of year, right? Yeah. Um, we introduced to each other a beloved horror movie. Um, so I believe it was me introducing The Shining to you and you introducing Insidious to me, right? Was that it? I think it was. Oh, yeah, wow. I think, I think that was the, the thing. Uh, it was fun. And yeah. we hadn't done it since then. And it, I thought it was a fun thing to do and uh, that it would be a pretty fun thing for the three of us to do. So yeah. that's exactly what we did. We gave each other homework and uh, watched some horror movies. So mm. we're going to do that. And props to Christian for watching a horror movie with us. <laughs> yeah. My not Achilles your fa- heel. <laughs> yeah, not your favorite genre, right, Christian? <laughs> oh, I hate jump scares. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, since we have three movies to cover, uh, let's not dilly-dally too much. Why don't we just get right into the movies? Uh, so first off, start, first off uh, the three movies. We're going to talk about, from 1977, the Italian horror classic, Suspiria, as well as 1993's Leprechaun and 1997's Event Horizon. So a fun little trio of pretty old horror movies. Nothing past the year... 2000, 2000. So uh-huh. a lot of classics here <laughs> so kind of fun uh uh you know going back in time so to speak mm-hmm. okay uh, so we'll do it in that order we'll do it in the chronological uh release year re- release year yeah by release year okay uh so suspiria so this was my pick for you perferio First off, I was pretty pretty glad that you were game for this one because this is definitely one of my all-time favorite horror movies. 
And I know you love horror. So in the back of my mind, I was always thinking, man, when is Porfirio going to fucking watch <laughs> Suspiria, man? Come on. Uh, so uh, when it came up that you still hadn't seen it, but we're willing to watch it. I was excited. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me talk a little bit about this movie. Um, you know, this movie came out in 1977, uh, but I hadn't seen it until, you know, like recent years, like not that long ago. And um, the way I saw it was pretty cool because I did see it in a movie theater at the Alamo Draft House in San Francisco. And I saw it in a brand new 4K restoration. So it looked really great. And uh, for a movie that I had never seen before and a movie that I didn't know much about, this was like the perfect way to, to watch this flick. Yeah, again, didn't know much about it. And um, I'd never seen it before and saw it in this like beautiful restoration. Awesome. uh, uh, Sound quality, awesome presentation. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just it it blew me away. It it, so, you know, uh, you had the whole experience, the whole package. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, it, it was, it was a, me- a very memorable experience watching uh-huh. this movie mm-hmm. in the theaters in that way. Um, so, a little bit more on that. Um, you know, what I, I did watch this again. So you got the homework, and I had seen this movie multiple times before. Um, but you know, I did want to watch it again. It, it was kind of fun. It gave me an excuse to watch this movie i love so much uh, uh, you know it gave me the opportunity to see it again um and yeah like seeing it again i think i have a pretty good handle on why it resonates so much with me and it kind of reminded me a bit of stuff we've talked about before you know i i kind of went on and on about uh spider-man no way home about how like this is why we go to the movies and mm-hmm. it was really like movies that when you watch it, you you feel this like this visceral experience. You feel like you're 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 feeling something. You're really feeling something, right? So with with Spider Man, like I cried when Aunt May died, and I cheered when Spider Man is like fighting the bad guys and. And there's all this this like nostalgia from the old Spider-Man showing up. And you just I was just feeling shit, you know, I felt alive. And like <laughs> when when there's a great movie, I feel like that's what it does, right? Uh-huh. You just feel something. And it's funny that I'm comparing this old Italian horror movie to like um a new superhero movie, but in a way, like that's what I'm getting at. You know, it mm-hmm. with Suspiria also, like when I watch this movie, I really feel something and it really just hits you with this, this visceral experience, like I've been saying. So like with the music, the sound effects and the amazing visuals, 
it, it really is an experience like and the violence is just like really it's brutal and um there's this great surreal and psychedelic quality to the movie and yeah i'm just kind of rambling but yeah it's just <laughs> this it's just this great like cinematic masterpiece i think and every time i see it like i just feel like whoa like i i've really experienced something i i, I felt something you know like when you're like binging netflix or when you're uh you know, streaming a show, like sometimes like, there's so much content out there now. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes there's this like kind of numbing effect. And like, like at the end of a weekend, I'll be like, like, Oh man, I don't even remember what I watched. I just watched all this crap. And like, it was just, it was just there. It was just on. And, you know, I wasn't really feeling anything. Right. Um, but there, there are rare instances, right. Where there's something, there's a movie sometimes a show as well you know but yeah I, with movies for me it, it, it's especially like this with great movies where mm -hmm. i just feel it you know and if you're really feeling it then like like i said that's why we watch movies <laughs> to, to feel this stuff right mm -hmm. and uh yeah so we'll, we'll we'll talk more obviously um but that's that was kind of like my intro to the movie and my like my heartfelt uh uh summation of this particular movie mm -hmm. so uh let's kick it over to you perfirio tell us about your experience watching Suspiria. okay well i mean should i explain what the movie's about or do you want to explain what the <laughs> oh yeah i have been even have been talking about what this movie's about you know what i'll, I'll give the the one line description on imdb and you can like okay. kind of uh expand okay. from there yeah so on imdb uh -huh. suspiria is described as a horror movie rated r from 1977 mm -hmm. one hour 32 minutes an american newcomer to a prestigious german ballet academy comes to realize that the school is a front for something sinister amid a series of grisly murders. So that is the synopsis. Uh, and yeah, maybe you can expand on that, Perferio. Go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I was, yeah, I was thinking of like, how can I describe this movie? And then, yeah, thank God you read that because that perfectly sums up the movie. Um, plot wise. Plot wise. <laughs> yeah, plot, there's a whole plot. lot more than that going on. <laughs> Yeah, plot wise. So without yeah. giving sport without spoilers first. Um yeah, like I came into the move like yeah, reading just that uh description. I know, yeah, you've been talking about this movie for so long. You've been recommending to me for so long. And uh yeah, so you finally assigned this move this movie to me to watch for homework, and I watched it on Tubi TV. I think that's what the streaming service is called. Mm -hmm. But um yeah, I didn't know what to expect. I was just kind of like, okay, like I'm just gonna go in with this. Like uh, I because I felt like that description was just very vague. I was like, I don't know what the hell's gonna happen, but let's just let me just go into this like very open-minded Henry has for a good sense like me, me and henry's tastes are like 
pretty similar. You know, we have our disagreements when we come to reviews and stuff. But I was like, for our tastes, I feel like we have like similar tastes. So I was like, okay, Henry gave me a, a, one of his favorite horror movies. So let, let me come with an open mind, see how this turns out. So, um, yeah, the movie was made in the 70s. And right off the bat, you could tell, like, the music, the visuals, the graphics. Um, it was definitely, like, I felt, l- like, low-budget and just very cheesy. But that's something I like from, like, or old horror movies. I like that. One, the visuals, and two, the the music. I feel like that kind of drives like, um, like retro horror movies. Something like today, where it's like they rely on like special effects and jump scares, you know, to get like a good pop. I feel like horror movies back in the day were just more like about like the plot line and the music and the acting, you know. And so this one definitely like had that kind of vibe and I pre- I was appreciating it and everything. But then the more I kept watching it, uh, then it started falling to like a cheesy realm, you know, like the acting was just so like, what's the word I'm looking for? Cheesy, dramatic, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it was like, oh, some, um, like so and so didn't show up into her room tonight, and then like the reaction would be like, "Oh my god, I hope she's okay." It's just like it's just super like uh, exaggerated, you know. <laughs> and um, then also, yeah, the effects you could just like the fake blood was you could just tell it was fake blood. Uh, the editing was like not the best, like it was just super cheesy and I was just kind of I was kind of like oh this is so like annoying but I was there for it and stuff um so like I was in it and stuff I was I was following along with it and um yeah so during the storyline people are disappearing and uh I was kind of like, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, because, you know, like, the, the I think there's like an opening scene where like some, one of the people who, one of the dancers who runs away from the dance academy, she gets murdered by like this like weird figure. And so like, you know, like throughout the movie, people are disappearing, but there's like a shadowy figure. And so you don't know if like this is like a murder kind of person villain or is this like a supernatural kind of thing. And so I was kind of like invested in that storyline. Like what's happening? Like, like where's who's the villain? And I was um yeah, kind of just like yeah, just like like being like, let's let's find out, like let's play the movie, let's figure this out together, you know. And um, and now I'm gonna go into spoilers. Um, unless Christian, do you want me to go into spoilers or? Um, you can go into spoilers. Okay. I'm very intrigued to watch this movie, but <laughs> I'm very slow on my horror, so I'll probably I might forget. 
yeah, let's well, give this spoiler alert for for all three movies: Suspiria, okay, so, Leprechaun, uh, and Venom Yeah, and go ahead. I know, like Christian says, you're not like a big horror movie because of the jump scares. I will tell you, there isn't any jump scares in this movie. So okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so you know, towards the end of the movie, um, the main actress, uh, I don't remember i think she was trying to leave the academy um but she uncovers like a bunch of secrets and stuff and she it leads her down to like this like weird like hallway passage and she goes to the end of the hall and then it's actually like a um what it turns out to be is that like this dance academy is actually like a witch's coven so there's like this like like queen witch and like um like like group of like servants like who are staff at the dance academy who are loyal to this queen witch and they're just like we need like these like sacrifices to like for all this stuff and I did not see that twist coming Henry I was just like <laughs> well like like yeah, I thought I thought it was like a murder, like Jason or even like a ghost or something. I did not expect the witch um, twist. So I was like, so when that was happening, I was kind of like, okay, like I, I, I just, I just felt like there was nothing during the movie that gave off that this was like witches, like this was like a witch coven, and. Um, then I guess like looking back, I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. And um, but yeah, like the music was really good. I, I really loved the visuals that they were doing with it. I think, like I said, I'm just a sucker for like old horror movies where they rely on like the cinematography versus like jump scares and special CGI effects and stuff like that. Um, I just really kind of appreciate like uh that they were like using these like elements that are not so much used nowadays to like scare and like would you said henry like put, give like immerse the audience into the movie and let them appreciate it for what it is you know right right on okay cool wow okay you said a lot there um so just going back to a couple of things, like I would say, yeah, like you mentioned how the acting was like really corny. Um, yeah. yeah, I could I could see that. Um, now, first off, the movie is very bizarre and surreal. So like the, the acting performances weren't they weren't that off-putting to me just because the whole movie was just kind of strange, right? <laughs> um, but add to that the fact that Italian movies at this time were all dubbed. So mm -hmm. the dubbing probably made the acting seem even worse than it was, which in the first place, it probably wasn't great. Yeah, that, I would, I would, I would admit to. Yeah, that 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 was one thing I was wondering. I was like, is this? It, so it was dubbed, right? Like, oh yeah, the ink. yeah. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I knew, like, you told me it was an Italian horror movie, and so like, you know, like when I was watching it, yeah, like that was one thing I noticed. That I was like, 
oh, they're speaking like perfect English. Mm-hmm. I see no accent. And then I was, I couldn't tell, but yeah, I, I just couldn't tell if like the words, like the English words aligned with like their mouthing of how they're pronouncing words. And I was just, so um, good thing you said that because that clarified a lot for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, 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 I wouldn't put too much emphasis on the performances just because it's such a strange movie. Um, but yeah, I think that is a, a good dis- disclaimer that this movie, along with most Italian movies of this era, were dubbed. Um, so something to keep in mind. And um, I do agree with you. The effects uh, are very dated, <laughs> to, to say it kindly. Um, so yeah. It is. It's interesting because the movie is so like beautiful to look at. The visuals are gorgeous. The colors are really amazing. Uh-huh. Um, so it's shot really beautifully. Mm-hmm. Production design is great. The sets are great. Um, but whenever there's there's a call for any kind of effect, it, it's like wow. Okay, we're definitely in the seventies here. Um, <laughs> you know, for the most part. Uh, I, I was okay with it, uh, except for one thing. There was one scene where, like, there's a bat. A bat flies into the oh, main yeah. character's room. Oh my god, uh-huh. the bat looked fake as fuck. <laughs> oh my god, it, it looked like um, the rubber bat. Yeah, yeah. like you, you could almost see like the rubber band <laughs> is hanging on. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah we've come a long way in visual effects <laughs> um but uh yeah yeah that when i was when i was rewatching it, i specifically saw that scene i was like wow that almost like took me out of this great experience i've been talking about right it almost yeah. took me out of that uh but um that alone uh, didn't, didn't ruin it entirely for me um but yeah it, it is it is interesting to hear hear your words and, and see the movie through your eyes <laughs> because yeah, clearly you had a, a little bit of a different experience. Um, let's see. Yeah. Okay. So, oh yeah. You know, it's funny. We were talking about like, Oh, you know, this is something that Christian could watch. And I think so. It's, you know, it's, it's funny. It's a horror movie, but it's not that scary really. <laughs> Um, it's definitely it's, more bizarre and disturbing more than like straight yeah. scares, right? Yeah, I would I would say it's more like a kind of like a thriller kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a very good like cinematographic um thriller film. I wouldn't say it's like like um like scared where you can't you can't sleep with the lights off. Mm-hmm, like yeah, it's more yeah. it's more like Oh, what's I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. What's what's gonna happen next? It's more of that kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, before we're like fully immersed into this whole witchcraft thing, it's almost more of a like a crime mystery, right? Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. we're not sure what's going on, and we're just sort of like going through this investigation on these murders, right? Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, once once the whole uh witchcraft witchcraft doors are open then yeah it really does become a horror movie um oh another thing you mentioned about how the blood looks really fake so this is an interesting thing to me because i agree the blood in this movie 
does look fake. It doesn't look like real blood, um, but it that didn't really take away from t- take away from the experience I had because it went right along with the like the psychedelia of the movie. The mm. blood in this movie is bright bright red it's like it does not paint. look real like it looks paint like paint red. yeah it looks like like yeah. like bright red paint mm-hmm. um it, it's so bright that it's like it was clearly like a style choice and um it looks like otherworldly and it just like sort of adds to the the surreal factor to this movie mm-hmm. and i think adds to like the visuals it, it's really it's striking it's striking um so Pretty interesting flick, this one. <laughs> no question. Um, yeah, so I think we can get to rating, yeah? Well, I mean, so, Christian, do you have any questions? About oh, that's good, yeah, yeah. Any questions? Hmm. Let's see. Like, not any questions. And I like that you kind of gave the uh, no jump scare <laughs> like, <laughs> disclaimer. I almost feel like that's something that it's like, oh, I wish that was on every horror movie. <laughs> on the back of the DVD, this movie has five jump scares. <laughs> For, you know, weenies like myself. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, it, I am very, like, interested. I I, I think, like, the, the words that really caught uh, my eye or my ear here was psychedelic. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that gives like it makes the whole thing look very intriguing, you know, mm-hmm. like like how how psychedelic is this movie? Like how very mm-hmm. like like yeah, like I think um because yeah, like a big thing that was I feel like they wanted to give focus on was not so much the storyline but like the visuals. Um, I mean, Henry, obviously you could correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you know, they really, you could just tell they really want to like focus on like the, the visuals, the, the music and yeah, you could just tell that it was meant to kind of be like, yeah, a psychedelic film. Like it would just be like visuals, like lighting, like filters that would not probably be used in today's horror films. Like like they would be like in a um room where like maybe like the the window would have like um red tinting and then that just like made the entire room like red mm-hmm. yeah. and so like it just like played on like a lot of like um color schemes throughout the film that I just don't think you would see in today's like um any horror film to nowadays hmm yeah yeah okay. oh, and you brought up the music too that the music is a huge part of the appeal of this movie i would say like there is this weird progressive rock soundtrack playing all throughout the movie and it's so prominent that it's almost like like a 90 minute music video almost it, it's mm-hmm. like it, the music is that prominent and it's uh it's out there it's it's very strange and it's uh it, it it definitely adds a lot to the experience and oh another note i wanted to add um yeah basically no jump scares in this movie but you know it's definitely a horror movie it's pretty brutally violent 
it's uh disturbing and weird mm-hmm. it's creepy it definitely has a lot of horror elements so i'm not saying like oh yeah this is something you can watch, watch with the family on christmas day <laughs> that's not, <laughs> not saying that uh, but yeah th- there's some pretty weird messed up stuff in this movie uh th- there's a scene where maggots are like falling oh yeah from the ceiling and it's like real fucking maggots and a lot of them <laughs> and it's it's gross it's really gross um and then oh i, I made note of this too um to me there's something about a creepy kid like a child a creepy child wearing like old-timey clothes <laughs> that, that there's some something to that man that, that creeps me out and there is that in this movie too there's this one kid in the movie you see him all throughout wearing these old-timey clothes very creepy uh so yeah a lot of horror elements in this one uh so even though there's no straight up jump scares uh there's a lot of disturbing imagery mm-hmm. uh, no question <laughs> Hey, I'm good with that. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I don't mind gore. I don't mind uh, creepy imagery, but no jump scares. No screamers. <laughs> then, Anything Christian, more... I would say this movie is for you. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions, and Christian? No, I think you guys probably covered all the bases there. I think I'm definitely okay. intrigued. <laughs> okay, let's get to the ratings for. Suspiria. So since you, I was the recommender, uh-huh. I can start and yeah, then we can kick it over to you, preferably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So as I've been saying, this is definitely one of my all-time favorites in the horror genre. And you know, I th- I think just kind of generally one of my all-time favorites, just for movies. And um, I'm gonna have to go with the five out of five for Suspiria. And um yeah, you know, like I was thinking, do I need to qualify that? Like, oh, uh, maybe you have to be like a certain type of person to appreciate this. Um, but I'm going to say pretty objectively that I recommend this to pretty much anyone because, like I've been saying, this is one of those movies that is like, is made to be experienced it gives you that that feeling you know Mm -hmm. that you've that you've experienced something and um and really i mean that's to me i've been i've been kind of saying it over and over now but um that's why we watch movies is to feel and to get that visceral reaction uh so yeah five out of five how about you preferio so yeah henry you obviously like it a lot more than me um i'm gonna give this a two out of five i (laughs) i i i thought it was really good on a visual like cinematography um aspect um but just the acting and the storyline i was just it just got me nowhere i was just like I thought the acting I was just a little it was very over the top and the storyline. Um I was just I was intrigued. I'll I'll give it that because it does have like that detective um mystery vibe. 
But then when it just kind of dragged on, and then when that twist reveal, I was just kind of like, that's it. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, would I recommend it? I feel like I would recommend it because I feel like, you know, if you love horror, like, you would have an appreciation for, like, where the horror g- genre was at one point. Um, but would I watch it with you, Christian? I'd probably be like, no, Christian, you watch it in your own time. I don't want to watch this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> Maybe in a while, but not anytime soon. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you can't win them all. Um, I think I think one thing that you're highlighting is that this is a pretty old movie. This is uh, from 45 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it uh, it's it's you know seen some time pass. Yeah, I was I, after I watched the movie, I. You know, like I said, I didn't have the most, like, warm look, warm reaction to it. And I looked up, like, why it's so beloved and everything. I was like, was there something I missed? And, yeah, there was, like, you know, Kenry, you pointed it out a lot. It was just, like, there was just, like, this, like, really, like, um, deep, like, cinematography, psychedelic, um immersive experience that was just like beloved at the time and even nowadays and that i guess like a lot of like cinema classes showed this movie because of all those elements and i'm like okay i can understand it on that part i'll give it like like cinematography i'll give it a five out of five but me personally like story-wise horror like i would not I was just not uh, um, satisfied, entertained, and I wouldn't probably watch it again anytime soon. Um, Understandable. But, yeah. And thank you for being honest. And I think that's maybe a, a good positive note to wrap up Suspirion. And that is that, okay, it's, it's an old movie. And I, you know, I understand, um, you know, with older movies, sometimes, uh, it's hard to get into them, uh, but uh, this movie is undoubtedly influential. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, that's something to be recognized. Yeah, uh, for because, sure. Because uh, mm-hmm. a lot of movies uh, have drawn inspiration from this movie, mm-hmm. and in particular, horror movies have drawn inspiration from this movie. So this genre that you yourself love so much uh, has drawn a lot of inspiration from Suspiria. So, um, yeah, that's that's noteworthy, right? The fact yeah, that sure. um, a lot of people have uh, have appreciated this one, and you know, it, it's 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 kind of one of those uh, earlier movies that has led to so much more, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I totally am on board with everything you're saying. Cool. Okay, on to our second movie, Leprechaun. (laughs) So uh, Leprechaun was Perfurio's recommendation to Christian. Yes. So Perfurio, (laughs) why don't you start here and tell us a little bit about your experiences with this movie? Okay, so... Leprechaun, you said it was 94? That's when the movie was released? Uh, 93. Oh, 93. Okay. 
So I first watched Leprechaun in 2002. I was in second grade. Um, this movie is, I mean, basically about a fucking little leprechaun who kills anyone who's trying to take his gold. It stars um, and Jennifer Aniston from Friends. And this is, you know, before she was on the show. So this was like, I think her first, like, film ever i think um but yeah so i watched it when i was the second grade i was eight probably no sorry i can't do the math i was born 94 so eight at the time and um i was fucking scared shitless i got home from halloween (laughs) and i was just randomly putting stuff on and Leprechaun just so happened to wa- be on TV. And um, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And it was that scene, Christian, where like Leprechaun gets pulled aside by the police officer. And so that was a scene that I, I turned to. And so when the Leprechaun just like, you know, kind of like uh, crushes his face, I was just like, oh, my gosh, what the <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? And I was really scared. <laughs> hey, uh, let's pause there real quick. Uh, let me give the the quick intro on this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, we did say 1993, uh-huh. rated R. That's notable because you were fucking <laughs> eight years old when you watched this movie. Uh, it's uh, one hour thirty two minutes. And a real quick uh, wine line description from IMDb. Okay, an evil sadistic leprechaun goes on a killing rampage in search of his beloved pot of gold. <laughs> Basically. There yeah, we go. There we go. <laughs> so, oh, and okay. I, I just have to ask this before we move on. Okay. How the hell did you stick with this movie as an eight-year-old? <laughs> you know, like, because I, I have a son who is literally eight years old right now. And if uh-huh. he watched like a second of this movie, he would be, out the room like he just run away like how did you stay with it i think just because like i I was a weird kid i liked horror (laughs) stuff i would watch you know the goosebumps tv show i don't know if you guys remember that on fox kids and like the x files and um oh my gosh what was the other aliens i had like watched all those so i was like i i loved horror movies even as a kid but for some reason leprechaun like i don't know if it was like the makeup or whatever but i it like yeah fucking scared me (laughs) and um before giving the mic over to christian i just want to say like yeah like i was fucking terrified of that little fucker like (laughs) when i was a kid and so like i said i was in second grade and i was like i was more scared of St. Patrick's Day than I was like of Halloween. Like I was scared of fucking leprechauns until I think I was like in middle school. So wow. So yeah, I was in second grade. So that's like six years I was like of my life that I was scarred by freaking leprechauns. Um but that's my experience. And then I recommended it to Christian because like you know, like I said, Christian, he's not uh jump scare person and i was like well 
I was scared of this as a kid. Let's see if Christian is going to feel the same <laughs> way. If it scares him or he's just going to laugh at it. You know, like, yeah. So that was my recommendation to Christian. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Christian, you want to share your thoughts and experience yeah. with it? So, uh, like, yeah, I never watched this movie as a kid. Um, although, like, weirdly, I kind of knew about the like the series because there's like all these sequels to it you know Uh um going like even pretty recently there's one in 2018 and so uh like but i had never seen any of these movies before and like this first one from 1993 i thought uh i thought it was really hilarious i had a lot of fun watching this movie um it's definitely like it felt like a horror comedy um with the camp level at an all-time high from what i've seen like it like it it, like a lot of the kills were like kind of had me giggling and like kind of laughing while i was watching it And, and as well as some of the lines like it definitely felt like it felt like much more of a comedy with horror elements than like a horror you know i didn't really feel like i didn't really feel scared at all when i was watching it i kind of enjoyed um watching warwick davis as the leprechaun because uh a lot of the movie is him just kind of like just kind of messing with the cast and running away uh they'll be doing something he'll do and he'll like do some sort of magical thing or just some sort of like something like quickly gory where he like scratches them or something like that and runs runs off um and there's like a lot of little bits of like kind of like funny little lines here and there a lot of like really good one-liners so i did really have a good time like i think if i was this movie reminded me of uh, a halloween party movie that you would watch in like college you know it's r-rated so it's not really something you put on in a kid's halloween movie uh, halloween party but you're at a costume party, you're all drinking, and I say college, you're all adults, and I would go to a bunch of those when I was in college, and there would kind of be bad movie, bad Halloween movies and on in the background. You know, stuff like Ginger Dead Man, or like Houseu, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And I, it really feels at home in this, in that atmosphere. Like, it, mm-hmm. you're watching, like, you kind of watch it with a beer in your hand, and you make fun of it with your friends. You know, <laughs> so I, I had a good time with this. Like it's it's pretty zany. Um, Warwick Davis as the leprechaun is great. You could tell he's having so much fun in this role. And like there's a lot of there really is a lot of great lines. He talks in rhymes, uh, funny little lines and like has like a lot of funny kills. Um, there's one where he kills someone by jumping on him with a pogo stick, uh, as he jumps on their lungs at, while rhyming the whole time. And then, uh, I really did enjoy that. Like, I guess not to poke fun at the part that scared you as a kid, but <laughs> when he, cause after he kills that guy, he steals, like, apparently that guy has like a tiny leprechaun sized car in his uh basement which leprechaun steals and steals like a tricycle to just rides down the highway and it's like midnight and a cop catches him and he's like hmm aren't you a little young to be out on the road oh i'm 600 years old 
And really, well, you can't be out on the road, you know, and then he goes and kills the cop. And there's lots of little, little like moments like that, where it's just like, it's really, really goofy and really, really campy and you can't help but laugh. So that, that was my general experience watching it. <laughs> I had the, the opposite reaction. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad you enjoyed it. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't at the time, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like it, looking back now i'm just like oh yeah this is it's pretty funny and all the other um sequels are just like ridiculous i think like number three is like he goes to vegas and number four is like he goes to space and inner and trying to marry like an alien queen or something like that (laughs) um goes to the hood yeah, he goes With, to the hood. Like and, iced tea in, is in that one. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you um, got a good laugh out of it, and you didn't get scared. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite line in this movie, like, is right about for the leprechaun's about to die. So the kid has like, I think he's got the gold coin, the last gold coin, and he's. Or no, he's got like a fire thing, like a firecracker He's gonna, that he's about to shoot into the leprechaun's mouth. And he just goes, fuck you, Lucky Charms. And he <laughs> he shoots the firecracker into the leprechaun's mouth. And he just, <laughs> and that's how the leprechaun dies. And I apparently, I, when I was looking into this movie, I found this online. So take this with a grain of salt. Like this is just... Um, but apparently there's a scene earlier where the leprechaun is eating off-brand Lucky Charms, like gets the cereal box and is is just munching on them. And apparently that was originally supposed to be Lucky Charms, and like I think it was Kellogg's like approved it. But then they saw the movie and they're like, no, you can't do this. Like we don't <laughs> want to be in this movie. Oh. And so they had to quickly reshoot the scene, like do these reshoots. To accommodate, and the filmmakers were so pissed, they pull this kid aside and they're like, "Hey, we're changing the line. You're gonna say fuck you, Lucky Charms, <laughs> so we can let them know how much." Oh. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's what I've read online about that line because it's it's such a great line. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um, that was a movie. Um, yeah, Henry, do you have any? questions or anything you want to add (laughs) i do have some questions um so i have not seen leprechaun um i don't know if i'm too uh psyched about checking this one out but uh, i do have questions i do have questions um let's see so uh, it's it is the, the most interesting thing is that you watch this movie when you're eight years old. Like, <laughs> that is just the most fascinating thing. Um, and, you know, understandably, you were scared shitless at the time. Mm-hmm. It sounds like to me that, you know, as, an, a grown, as grown adults, this movie's not really that scary. Um, but I don't know. When, when you watch this movie now... Do you still have like old PTSD reactions? Do you get scared at all? Or is it all like just, oh, that was just like 
just when I was a kid. I'm not scared at all now. No, yeah, definitely when I watch it nowadays, I do have a good laugh. Like probably how Christian got a laugh out of it. I probably, I do laugh about it, but I do have those like memories of like when I was scared of it and stuff, you know, like, um, <laughs> like, you know, like you mentioned like the Christian, the scene where he gets like the the pogo stick and he's jumping on the on the guy and kills him i just remember being like oh my gosh like just being like scared and like hiding behind the couch and everything and um yeah i only watched it for a little bit because i just remember like kind of like screaming every time he like kills somebody and i was just like turn it off and then i remember there were times where i was just like let me be brave. I could get through this. I could get through this. And every time I tried watching it and he'd like kill somebody, I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Can't do this. Can't do this. <laughs> so like now when I watch it, I do remember like those moments when I was scared, but I mean, I could just, I could watch it and just probably like enjoy it and laugh about it. Like how Christian did. Oh, actually there is actually one scene that really caught me, um, but it's not really what you think it is um so like because it, it reminded me of something that i was scared of when i was a kid so i used to have really really bad arachnophobia uh and when i was like growing up and so like beginning of the movie when they get to the they get to the house jennifer aniston and her dad and they go to the basement and there's like a big fucking tarantula in the basement and it like the movie like the shot stays on it for like a while as it's like crawling up <laughs> something and jennifer anderson points it out like and it goes back to the fucking tarantula uh, she's like oh my god look at that spider it's so big it's gonna kill us <laughs> and i'm like gotta burn the house down now fuck that <laughs> and it made me go ah oh, oh god oh man I, i'm gonna look away for a second <laughs> nice Oh, and I had a question, maybe more for you, Christian, but uh, so it, it's it's kind of interesting to me that Warwick Davis is the star of this movie. He plays the leprechaun because, you know, I know him as playing all these like beloved characters. Right? He played Willow in the Willow movie, the heroic Willow and the cute and cuddly Ewok Wicket in Return of the Jedi and like you know he, he was in the harry potter movies a lot too right mm -hmm. um and i i really just can't see him as a a murderous <laughs> leprechaun <laughs> like well was was that weird to you seeing him like do all this crazy shit hmm no uh, actually not really because like like for some reason his design reminded me of one of his characters which was the uh the goblins from harry potter in a way yeah who like run the bank and so like i don't know and i think it's also like it's so silly and he's having so much fun that you're kind of having fun watching him <laughs> you know like it, it like it didn't feel like jarring or anything or like uh you know and he's also in like a lot of makeup the whole mm. time mm -hmm. got it got it i th i think you know kind of going off with like branching off what you said henry um because i think christian mentioned earlier how there's like a yeah 2018 leprechaun movie now and you know because they rebooted it i 
think like twice and both times they asked um what's his name warwick warwick davis warwick davis if he wanted to reprise his role as leprechaun but um you know because he's a dad also he said like he doesn't want to because he doesn't want to um play roles anymore that would like uh scare his kids interesting (laughs) yeah huh Okay, so I think we can go on to our ratings, yeah? So, Perfurio, you were the recommender here. <laughs> How would you rate Leprechaun? I would rate it a four, not so much on, like, the horror aspect, but just, like, the entertainment value. I feel like, you know, kind of like what, you know, like Christian had said, like, I feel like it's probably not a movie you want to watch, like, like if you're bored you have nothing else to watch but you should like watch it with like a group of people and just like laugh and make fun of it and just like have a good time and um it's not scary unless you're in second grade and eight years old (laughs) so i don't recommend it for simon (laughs) um but i feel like yeah if you're like at a college party or even in high school and you just want like a good movie to laugh off while enjoying like your Halloween night. Um, I feel like maybe that's like the perfect time to do it. So I would say four out of five. All right. The perfect Halloween party movie. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, How about you, Christian? Yeah, this definitely is a, this is a Halloween party movie, high entertainment value, low on scares, you know, Um, I like, I did I did have an idea of what I wanted to rate this and like but like also I'm like kind of debating it a bit because like I will say like this this fits under the category of like bad horror. Like you know what I mean when it, when I say bad horror, even if it's not a bad uh like like just a strictly bad movie out of out of its own terms, you know, you think of like, oh well, it's one of those so campy it's so goofy. It's so like, like stupid. you know, corny, stupid. That <laughs> like you really enjoy it, you know. Like move like others. I think I mentioned the Ginger Dead Man. Uh, Thanks Killing is another one that I've seen. That's that's really out there, really corny and fun to watch, and it feels very home in that camp, you know. Like even if I didn't find it like really scary and it has kind of all the make all the like the trappings of that where it's like you have the really corny effects the like the the really fun over the top kills the bad acting um except for war davis he was great um <laughs> and like it has all of that it, it it's a movie that like part of you wants to say like oh this is kind of like a one out of five because it has all of that and i think if i went into, into it with the different mindset, I might have said like, "Ah, oh, yeah, just it's terrible in a way, you know." Like, but I think it really leans into being a, it leans into that one to the point where I, <laughs> I actually found the entertainment value to be very high, um, of it, and like I would definitely like put this on at a Halloween party, um, and so so that's kind of where like oh what a, you know where I think the rating is, um. And so, like, I feel like 
in a way it's like bad on every level but it's so good at being funny <laughs> you know that like i it almost feels like it's a one but it feels disingenuous to give it a one so i'll i'll, I'll put it up to like a you know i'd say a two i think that's kind of where it looks there we go it almost yeah. sounds like you're saying the critics review it as a one, but the fans review it as a three. So let's yeah. give it a two kind this of thing. Movie, like I looked at the MD DB, it's 27% on, okay. on the tomato meter. Like, and, and if you look at the reviews, they all say the same thing. This movie wasn't scary. Mm. <laughs> but, I th- but I think if you view it as a comedy, it's gold. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and you know, there's, it's funny. We're kind of building a theme here because, you know, this is a horror themed episode, but two out of the three movies we've covered so far, they, I mean, there is, they are beloved movies with uh, some of us, but no one is saying that these movies are scary, really. You know? <laughs> so, you know, horror movies, you know, are, are, are very diverse. There, there, there's a lot to get out of horror movies and it's not just the scares, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Some horror movies are really scary and that's why we go see them, but that's not the only reason we watch horror movies, right? There's, there's a lot more to it than just that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's move on to our third and final movie event horizon from 1997. Um, let me do the, the quick little intro here. Uh, yeah, 1997, Event Horizon, rated R. Another pretty short movie, one hour, 36 minutes. Uh, this one was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. And uh, the quick description on IMDb goes as, a rescue crew investigates a spaceship that disappeared into a black hole and has now returned dot, dot, dot with someone or something new on board event horizon. Okay. So this was recommended by Christian to me. Uh, So Christian, uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about why you recommended it to me and maybe some of your experiences watching this one. Yeah. Um, so this is so like Perfurio, I kind of just caught this movie um, as a kid. Uh, it was on TV or it was just on someone else was watching it. And to be honest, I only really caught like a minute of it before I turned it off and left or just walked out of the room. I kind of don't remember, but I remember picking out Sam Neill because I really like Jurassic Park and he's Grant. And I'm like, oh, hey, it's Dr. Grant. And then it's like, oh, this is it. Oh, I'm out of here. This is too much. Um, and so that was my experience with Event Horizon, and it's kind of like it was a very quick moment, but it's something that just kind of stuck with me, and like something I always kind of had in the back of my mind as I kept growing up and heard more about it. That I was like, oh, I'm gonna go back to. And to be honest, I didn't actually come back to this until we were talking about it, talking about a movie to recommend. Um, but also, also because this movie was recommended to us by Dr. Jane Foster in the last Thor movie. Um, at the very beginning of the movie, she even, she's talking to, um, she's in, you know, she has cancer and she's at the doctor's office and someone's reading the book, reading her book. And 
she's talking about the Einstein uh, Rosen bridge and she rips out the paper and pushes the pencil through it as a way to describe it. And she even says, well, go see event horizon. Ah, yes. so it was another kind of little thing in the back of my mind, you know, I was like, okay, all right, I'll check out this movie then. Um, and it's definitely garnered a cult following, I think, over the ages. I love sci-fi, and like all sci-fi movies, this bombed at the box office critically and financially. It's got a 31% mm. on Rotten Tomatoes and completely flopped in the theaters. But uh, it kind of garnered a cult following over time once it released to VHS and DVD. And... So coming back to this movie, uh, this movie scared the shit out of me. I, I, but I ended up really, really liking it. Um, I love the space. It's definitely a haunted house movie in space. Uh, reminds me a lot of The Shining, and but with a lot of jump scares. This movie is super jump scare heavy, which is probably why it scared me a lot. Like it, it just keeps coming throughout the entire movie but i think like its sense of atmosphere um and its mystery kind of behind the ship is just so intriguing i just couldn't look away and i just had to keep watching you know and that that was my experience with it so well, what did, what did you think henry well first off are you saying that uh, you hadn't seen this movie until just recently no correct? yeah it's okay. something that's always been in the back of my mind to watch. Okay. But I think we, were, we I think I just mentioned it because we were looking at like movies to watch. Oh, nice. And it was okay. one that you actually hadn't seen. So I was like, okay. oh, let's, let's do that one. Oh, cool. I was so, too yeah. scared. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. This is, this is a kind of a different approach because with me and Perfirio, we were basically, um, you know, choosing movies that meant a lot to us in our lives basically over the courses of our lives and uh we were we wanted to like spread the love around but uh this was just a case where this is a movie you kind of been meaning to watch anyway so like oh hey here's an opportunity to watch it and we can all talk about it yeah yeah pretty much like something i've always wanted to see so this is kind of like i guess the push that i needed to <laughs> to finally take the plunge cool well um, I'm glad you did because um, I kind of feel the same. Like this movie is something I've heard about and um, kind of along, along the same lines as you've been saying, I've heard about it as a cult classic kind of movie and um, you know, no one's really been like in my face saying, you have to see this movie, nothing like that, but it's just kind of in the periphery. I hear, you know, mention of it here and there. And, um, you know, when I saw the cast, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill. This is a cool cast. Um, and also the director, Paul W.S. Anderson. Um, I'm a fan of his work. So, um, yeah, I I'm, I'm glad you gave that little push because uh, I was like, oh, OK, I'm, I'm down to watch this. And yes, I did enjoy it quite a bit. Um, let's see. So my thoughts as I was watching this movie. Oh, first off, uh, that's cool. You mentioned 
the connection to Thor Love and Thunder, because when this when the, the scene comes up in Event Horizon where they talk about like um, bridging the gap and using almost the same um, little trick that Natalie Portman uses in Thor, um, I was like, this seems really familiar. <laughs> what is that? But now you mentioned that it's from Thor and Love, Thor Love and Thunder. I'm like, oh yeah, that's it. Very cool. Um, but yeah, uh, as I was watching this movie, yeah, pretty early on, I was like, how did I never see this movie before? <laughs> because it seems like a movie that I would have watched. You know, 1997, definitely a period of time that I was watching a lot of movies. I can mention the cast, you know, actors that, you know, I enjoy. Um, cult classic, you know, I definitely dig my uh, cult classics. And I was just like, you know, how did I not see this? It, it, it's the movie Paul W.S. Anderson did right after the Mortal Kombat movie. And not long before he did the Resident Evil movie. Two movies that I saw pretty much right after they released on home video and really enjoyed. So I was like, again, how did I not see this movie? Uh, so that was in my head. And as I was watching, I was like, um, uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm getting to see the movie now. Um, like I've been saying, I enjoyed it. And here's what really struck me about the movie. So uh it, it's you know it could be considered a little schlocky you know not as like lowest common denominator as say leprechaun uh but you know no one's gonna mistake it with like high art you know kind of like what we've been saying with suspiria it's like oh so influential like it's it's the movie that film directors go to for inspiration you know you know I, no one's accusing event horizon for being that kind of movie <laughs> It's it's, um, you know, cheap scares and a lot of blood and gore. And um, yeah, it's a little bit on the schlocky side. Right. But, you know, the, the, the it has a really top notch cast and the cast really leans into their performances. The performances are so good in this movie. And, you know, you would think like reading the script, an actor like Lawrence Fishburne or, or Sam Neill might be like, you know, what, what did I get myself into? Like, this is, this is like a cheesy, bloody horror movie. Uh, and maybe they would just mail in the performance, but no, man, they, they, they just like went all in on this shit because um, I don't think we talked about like the main premise of the movie too much, but I think it can be best summarized as a uh, a haunted spaceship movie, right? That's probably the best way <laughs> to describe this one. And um, you know, when we say haunted, man, uh, it's uh, a spaceship that has 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 traveled to who knows where and has brought something sinister back and what had it, what it has brought back is this ability to bestow people's greatest fears right so throughout the movie uh the actors or the characters in the movie um 
are confronted with their greatest fears. And uh, it, so, uh, and it, it's not just Fishburne and Neil, right? There's, there's this whole ensemble cast and um, they're all great, man. Every time one of these actors has their moment of like feeling their greatest fear, you really feel it, you know, they really sell it. And um, the movie does a, a pretty cool thing where you see the, the actor's performance, they're terrified, right? Um, but you don't really see what they're seeing, right? Um, you kind of see it, but you never really full on see it. Um, and I think that's what really makes the movie work, right? You see the terrified look and then you see like these quick cut visions of hell moments, right? And um, it's very disturbing. And the fact that you don't get to fully see what they see, your mind kind of like, I don't know, fills in the blanks, right? And what you don't see is like really terrifying because you see the look in their face, right? And the, I'm telling you that the performances are so good that you're, they're just like genuinely terrified and you really feel it. And that just makes it that scarier, right? It, these little quick cuts are like, are really disturbing. And I'm not even sure what you see. They're so fast. You just see like, I don't know, bloody faces and just corpses and just, I don't know what it's just super uh, disturbing. Um, but to me, that's what made, made the movie. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I definitely was not like scared, like, so scared that I like had to put my hands in front of my eyes or had trouble sleeping that night or anything. Um, but, uh, but you know, I, I keep going back to this like visceral experience thing. Like I felt it and I saw these performances, like the look of terror on their faces and then these quick cuts of visions of hell that it worked, man, it really worked. And, uh, it's something different, you know, um, you know, this is a, a sci-fi horror movie, uh, which is a little different. There aren't a lot of these, um, but the ones that are out there, like, say, Alien, that's very different, very different movie. I, I kind of I went in expecting something like Alien. You know, sci-fi horror, uh, ensemble cast, there's like uh, a crew on a spaceship, and they're going out into some unknown territory and something scary happens. So I thought it was going to be like kind of an alien vibe. Very different, very different movie from uh, Ridley Scott's Alien. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty enjoyable. Uh, I, I dug this one. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Like, because yeah, you're right. There's a lot of quick flashes and you're you're never so sure kind of what this uh hellish dimension is and like what it does i think like one of my favorite scenes in there in the movie probably like i guess i think one of the most iconic scenes is that the crew finally find uh lawrence fishborn's crew finally finds a video of what happened to the old crew aboard the event horizon oh, yeah. and it's like like you said it's full of very quick very very gory shots complete with the moaning and pain 
And it goes on for like 30 seconds until Lawrence Fishboard just turns off the video and just says, we're leaving. <laughs> like there's something, it's almost comedic based on like the timing of of the line and ba- and what he just saw. But it's also like the realest movie or like the realest moment in it where it's like, yep, that's what, exactly how I'm feeling. Get the fuck off the ship. And even later, he just says, fuck this ship. And mm-hmm. it, he delivers it so well um, because he's a great, you know, he's a great actor. I really enjoyed watching him as the captain and how it really is. And I think what makes Event Horizon like a little more tense um and like very claustrophobic to add to it is that it is in space you know it takes place uh you know by neptune and with uh like most haunted house movies because you're talking about it's like a haunted house in space you you could theoretically leave the house there's a they, they try to make a reason that you can't leave the house but you you think about it you know like in the shining even though there's the snowstorm outside they can't just go outside, you know. But you know, because they're in space, they are stuck. They are you cannot go anywhere, and I think that gives every like like I said like a very claustrophobic feel, and a yeah. feeling that you really like a very dreaded feel that you are just there, and like. Yeah, a lot of things also, like you mentioned, just happen like very quickly, and it's a lot of hallucinations. You always get visions of what hell could be, and you have a lot of people going crazy. Uh, there's also a really great scene where like someone gets a vision of hell, and they try to throw themselves out of the airlock because of what they've seen. Mm, yeah, and this happens like kind of early on in the movie, and you're like, "What did you see, dude?" Like, you're like. You know they're they're being faced with their worst fears, and he's like, "No, don't do it. This don't do this." He's like, after you've seen what I've seen, this, you know, this is mercy or so, something along those lines. And yeah. he's like, almost possessed. You know, and I think like Sam Neill also gives out a very um, a very creepy performance as yes. he is like this Jack Torrance like character, Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining. Who just you see him just succumbing to me, to this like madness? Yeah, you know. And I think... Yeah, I was gonna bring up Sam Neill also uh, because yeah, I mentioned how the whole cast is great, but Sam Neill is really interesting in this movie because, like you're saying, he's kind of most well known for Jurassic Park, right? Where he's you know a good guy. He's he's a he's a good person, and it really starts with the setup of sam neil as like oh the good scientist right he's he's actually a little a little awkward you know um but then he just like transforms he basically becomes possessed by this haunted spaceship and ultimately becomes like the villain of the movie and he's pretty freaking terrifying right um so that, that was unexpected, right? I, especially this movie. I, I really didn't know much of anything about going in. Uh, I did not see uh, the, the, this character arc happening. <laughs> um, and on one, one more note on Sam Neill. Uh, pretty cool. He has a great line at the very end of the movie. where I, I think this is pretty iconic among the uh, the, uh, the 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 cult classic circuit here but he says uh 
do you see do you see <laughs> and then oh, and yeah. it's like it's like basically the moment he's like uh uh he's destroyed um but yeah you get the full-on like visions of hell and everything it's, it's pretty epic mm-hmm. um and and, and it's it yeah it, it kind of highlights his, uh, his great performance uh one thing i would note though um they felt the need to like disfigure him so they they put him in this weird like monster makeup at the end and it looked kind of corny <laughs> i have to admit like mm-hmm. um I, I think they probably didn't need to do that like he, because i was like like i've been saying the actors really sell their performances in this movie when they act scared you believe it and and sam neil's a great actor he he was selling his performance so if he's acting completely unpredictable and just disturbed and like vengeful whatever like you're buying it and they didn't need to like disfigure him and make him look like this crazy monster right but yeah for some reason they decided they wanted to do that uh and and it it did look kind of corny at at the end um yeah like some some of the uh, some of the visual effects and the makeups in this movie are, are feel a little uh, dated, I guess. Um, and and I just keep going back to this: like if they just stuck with the actors' performances and then those quick cuts, that that's what really worked and that felt real. Like this year, you know, 2022, 25 years later, like that 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 shit was was really scary. You know, it it was really like impactful. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. I think like a lot of what makes this movie work is in the first like two thirds. I think it's like a lot of build up the atmosphere, the visions, and like you can definitely tell the movie does fall uh, like fall apart a little bit towards the end. I think once it starts like throwing in more explosions and like um, yeah, everything starts feeling a, a little rushed. Um, and like there's definitely a couple times where like I, I feel like I heard some like weird sound effects. There's a scene where, you know, there's a fist fight happening and you hear like the most stock sound effects for the punches <laughs> or like Lawrence Fishbourne hits someone, uh, hits Sam Deal with um, an air canister and it makes like kind of a goofy sound. And like mm. there's like little bits in that as almost like kind of, yeah, like kind of some of the cornier makeup, you know, because um, he had, I thought, like a pretty chilling uh part like in the middle where um it's not when he's all cut up and he kind of looks a lot it's more of a hellraiser look it's in the middle it's in the kind of in the middle where he uh pulls his own eyes out oh yeah and like i cuz like i think the line that he says that really got me is he's well, where we're going we don't need eyes <laughs> and that line was like so chilling i i like got goosebumps and like oh man just that for some reason his, that line and his like super monotone delivery of it was like just i don't know something about it just was so terrifying because it, it's mm-hmm. like one of those things like you were saying like it's a real quick it, it you know it makes you fill in the blanks of of hell you know you get a little quick idea of what it could be and that idea is so terrifying yeah yeah it really is what you don't see in this movie Mm -hmm. yeah he's like you know 
you know, need eyes where we're going. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do and you mean by that? <laughs> right. And then like the guy who basically wants to kill himself in order to stay off the ship, like, well, like what he experienced was that fucking scary that he's, he's willing to die. Like what, what the hell did he see? You know, like, and, and we will, we, we never saw what he saw basically. Um, but we can kind of fill in the blank, fill in the blanks in our own mind. And like, that's, that's, that's scarier than anything you could possibly see. Right. What, what you could come up in your imagination. All right. So, Hey, uh, any questions for As you hear us uh, talking about event horizon? Um, no, I think I just got to, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I should check it out or not. Like I, I, I want to hear you guys' reviews, like what, rating you give it but i don't because like some parts you're just you guys are like it sounds good but then you guys are like it's very cheesy so they're just <laughs> i feel like both of you guys are like kind of in sync of like going back and forth about the movie and so i'm just like you know i just kind of just want to watch it to get my own opinion about it um because it does sound like you know like there is like those like um uh, horror elements to this sci-fi film but what i'm also getting it's like it's very cheesy and stuff so i i i don't know what to think about it but i i'm just like let me just watch it <laughs> that's that's where i'm at mm-hmm. at this point <laughs> Got it. like uh like i'll say like a lot of the cheese um kind of comes from the fact that um a little behind the scenes of this movie so the original cut that was like over two hours over two hours long mm-hmm. and paul w said anderson shows it to test screening audiences all that the studio and the movie's way too gory and way too much for audiences people hated it because they found it just too much for them and the studio told him to like tone it down like by a lot like it, and like uh, of course as you mentioned this movie's like 90 a uh, little over 90 minutes so a lot ended up being cut from it and in a very short period of time like they only re-edited it in weeks before it premiered and they did had to do a lot of quick things which probably comes from more and so like there's parts of it that feel rushed or feel might feel a little dated and it might come more from that just from them trying to trying to having to trim too much of what made the film scary and I think it's also, it's what you don't see as part of it. Cause you're watching this and we're talking about how scary this is, how like there's a lot of what you don't see that's scary. And you, it also brings a bit of mystery to the movie. What more is in this movie that scared audiences so much that they couldn't put it in. <laughs> yeah. That's an you, interesting point. What do you think it was Christian? Um, I think probably more of the, uh, more of the hell type stuff in the movie a lot more blood a lot more gore like and a lot more scares so so you think Mm -hmm. you'd you'd want to watch like the og run yeah well you can't uh apparently as also legend goes is that um the original cuts of this movie um was stored in a salt mine in transylvania um this is actually what it said and apparently because the salt uh absorbs water 
but apparently it just deteriorated over time. So this film doesn't exist anymore. So all we really have is the theatrical cut. There is no secret director's cut of this out there. Never know. Never know <laughs> what was too much. Yeah. I'm almost thinking that it's maybe a good thing because I'm thinking if we saw more of the visions of hell, that it wouldn't be as scary. You know, we wouldn't be filling in the blanks on our own so much. We'd actually, ex we would explicitly be seeing, you know, uh, what was going on. And as disturbing as that might be, I don't think it would be as scary as, you know, our own imaginations, right? So I, I think ultimately it's, it's probably a better movie, what we ultimately got here. Mm -hmm. A couple notes. Uh, you mentioned how, like, uh, it kind of came apart at the end, Christian. I do agree. It's kind of like what we've been saying about all these Marvel movies, right? How a lot of the uh, the third act in Marvel movies and, uh, you know, to a certain degree, the TV shows as well, um, where it just kind of falls apart into a big spectacle. Yeah, it's, it's almost like the same thing. It's like, okay, let's just throw in a bunch of huge explosions and oh, let's put Sam Neill in this, like, this creepy uh like like monster makeup and it, it just yeah it, it kind of came off uh kind of flat and i would add to that the very end the very end ends very suddenly like the movie just ends you know um basically they get off of the the ship and movie over you know like credits roll and uh it's, and uh, there was just i don't know there's like there's a uh, a missing scene there or or they cut it short or i don't know it, it just ended very suddenly um so yeah uh the, it just goes along with what you're saying that the end of the movie uh, was was a little bit rough <laughs> ultimately i did enjoy the movie um uh, but they probably could have ended it a little better. All right. So uh, I think we can go to our ratings. Uh, so you as the recommender, Christian, you can start. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I really, I really did enjoy this one. I think the movie got me quite a lot, um, like quite a bit as far as the scares go there's the unseen terror and i really just like the like a lot of the the hard sci-fi ideas behind this the way they had the wormholes and you see the wormhole technology and as well as that like i don't know i'm kind of a sucker for that old school sci-fi look i think you really get that in this movie with um the lewis and clark ship that they're on has this very mechanical cyberpunky look while the event horizon is very, very horror esque, you know, and something about like the two together out in deep space just really did it for me. This movie did it, it did do it for me on a lot of different levels, uh, you know, to the point where I think I can really look past a lot of its shortcomings that come up. Um, so I'll give this movie a four. Excellent, excellent. I recommend. Right on. Um, uh, like I've been saying, I did enjoy this one as well. Maybe not as much. I'm going to go with a three. Still a recommendation. Uh, but yeah, I think the sort of lackluster final act took it down a little bit for me. Um, 
I, I do agree about the look and feel. You know, this movie was made in 97 and it was kind of an interesting period because it felt like like a transitional kind of movie. Like it had like some CGI, but it was mostly practical effects. Um, so it had like, you know, like prosthetic makeup. It also had like some matte paintings, but also, like I said, it had like some CGI too. So um, it was just kind of like this transitional period for visual effects. And um, it had a look and feel that you just really don't see anymore. So uh, some of it felt dated, some of it felt very cool, but ultimately it felt like I was watching a late nineties sci-fi movie and, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Um, so yeah, I'll give it a three and what else can I say? Um, yeah, it was fun. You know, this is a fun movie. I think, um, like you guys were talking about with, uh, Leprechaun, this, this too would be, I think, a pretty good Halloween, uh, party movie. Yeah. Put it on at a Halloween party type thing. I guarantee you people would be like, oh, shit, Event Horizon, fuck yeah, dude. You know, that type of reaction. It's like, oh, wait, 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 wait for this one scene. Yeah, yeah oh, check this out. You know, that, that sort of deal. Uh, so uh, a fun movie. And I'm glad that I finally was able to check it out. Okay, with that. Oh, uh, do you have something else, uh, Preferio? I just wanted to point out that the people who like got the homework, like assigned a lower rating than the person who recommended <laughs> across the board. Yeah. yeah, funny how that happened. Yeah, even when it was a movie that I haven't seen before. Yeah. I... <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe uh-huh. there's something to that. Maybe there's like this feeling of this is my movie, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> you know, this is my pick. It's good. That- I think that's what happened last time, also, wasn't it? Like, oh yeah, the Shining and Insidious. Yep, that... the exact same thing happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the recommender gave much higher ratings. <laughs> so, but from the the vibe I'm getting though is that everyone is being like a hundred percent honest with their take, uh, which is that's that's what we want, right? We want uh, we want uh, full honesty. Uh-huh. Till till next year when we do our next Halloween picks. This might be a fun little Halloween tradition. So uh-huh. keep your your picks in mind for next time. <laughs> and I will give we'll give Christian a jump scare pick. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. With that, we can wrap up the episode. This is farewell from Christian, Henry, and Perfurio.